the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. It is MLS playoff craziness everywhere. Um, I am Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am one of your co-hosts. I am joined here by the lovely... Um, Eric Silva Benjamin, and of course, our amazing partner in crime, Bridget McDowell. How are you guys doing in this? Uh... I wasn't sure who was going to get the lovely one first. There was a bit of a pause there. <laughs> he gave it to me, Bridget. <laughs> Apparently, you know, I haven't had coffee either, so you guys are just lucky. I appreciated the delay as he struggled with that with that choice. <laughs> it, it is a tough choice. It is a tough choice. It's a tough choice. It's like 50-50. Right. It depends on, you know, you know, what 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 the attire may be on that day. You know? <laughs> but but the but the hat with the semi was it like a is it like a crew turtleneck thing? Yeah, kind of. I've, I got a couple of these high collared things because I don't typically wear uh, scarves indoor. Obviously, I wear stocking hats because I'm bald <laughs> and cold. Uh, but yeah, my my lovely partner gave me a couple of these and they're, they're great because it's basically like a little built in scarf. It's nice. Nice. And yeah. that's why. Yeah. We were just talking yeah. about, you know, coaching attire and coaching looks. And yeah, that works. But no one wears a hat on the sideline, right? I don't think I've seen an, uh, a coach wear a hat. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's colder. Anyways, yes. Bridget, I was Bridget. Bridget what's, yeah, what's up, Bridget? How are you? I'm all right. How much snow did you all get out there in uh, suburbia? Because we barely got anything here. It's cold. <laughs> just a little there. Like maybe a half an inch or something. Most of it's like ice though. So actually once we're done here, I have to go out and scrape my car before it melts and refreezes. Oh no. So it's like that one that's going to like freeze over your door and you won't be able to open your door. Probably. Yeah. Uh, No fun. That's no fun. Yes. So listeners, uh, as you can tell from what we're alluding to here, we did get some, this is actually the first snow that stayed, not the first snow, but the first snow that's sticking around. Um, so my eldest is very excited because he started, uh, Nordic cross-country ski training a week and a half ago. And they've basically just been doing regular cross-country, like running all over the place <laughs> while he has all his ski gear. <laughs> so, so now they can actually do the thing. I, I, I think it's enough. I mean, maybe, if, maybe an inch. I, I don't think you need that much for cross-country. So maybe they'll get no. it going. Throw enough wax on those skis and you're good to go. All everything you just said there is like a new language to me. Where I'm I'm learning this as we go along. Like <laughs> I didn't know you waxed skis. I didn't know you needed this, that, and everything else. And it's just like all of a sudden we've spent over five hundred dollars. I'm like, uh, God damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all that, right. That stuff adds up quick. <laughs> very quickly. Very quickly. But he's happy, so that's good. That's good. Um. And, and, and the other cool thing is they do the swap for all the middle schools and high schools. So we've got all used uh-huh, gear. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's all right. Um, all right. Let's transition from cross-country skiing to football, completely related sports here. 
that'd be a, that'd be a pretty amazing hybrid if somebody could was able to like combine those <laughs> imagine well she i it could work remember the like the old olympics video of like the the artistic skiing or whatever it was like cross-country hmm. skis and they like dance around hmm. not really but okay could, i'll take your word for it i have to go look at videos i'll find it you can, you can I, throw I just, a soccer ball in there yeah i'm trying to imagine to, like dribbling the ball with skis and then like <laughs> you can, like trip and check people with your with your ski poles i feel like it'd be more like polo where you just like hit yeah. the ball ahead of you and chase it down and then hit it again my, my, my brain's like All working over time here right yeah exactly. it have to it would exactly. have to be one of those balls like the uh you know like the kids have like these big inflatable like plastic or some type of material that way that has handles on them mm. big enough you can chuck it uh-huh. but then when you're skiing because the hard part is going to be bending down to pick up a ball it's bending down to have handles and you can just grab the handles and you can just wear it across right i mean uh listeners we're, we're looking for a art request here so if, if somebody can do, do a cool drawing or a photo or concept here of of cross-country football or nordic football we, we we would love to see some images so let's 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 get that out for minnesota football show hashtag mn football show let's make this happen <laughs> um all right let's let's get to the actual thing here uh mls playoffs western conference semifinal. uh we had skc versus rsl um this was all last week recap here i think everybody essentially did the did the fell into the trap again as it were we all thought that skc was going to win this and blow it away um rsl proved once again to kind of keep their little underdog thing going uh but the 22nd minute pk um oh it was a brutal tackle kick i remember this like you just no no ball like right to dude's shin and he went down hard it was it was right in front of the ref too just totally blatant um so russell puts that one in uh we go to halftime uh one nil skc so it's like oh yeah this is looking pretty good and then all of a sudden rsl just like turn it on in the second half i don't know what that halftime talk was like or what changed but i'm, I'm gonna throw to one of you two for the second goal in the 72nd i did not get to see this i saw the last one so who what, what can you guys tell me about the equalizing um julio 72nd minute goal it was great there's a team goal. I mean, here's the thing. Um, Salt Lake came out no understanding or wanting to counter and, um, and and set themselves defensively, and they did. Like, their defensive block was good. Um, but um, you needed to, by the end of the first half, they understood that they needed to change the pace. They needed to have someone else to come in there and – because if, if they're going, if you're going to just sit there and take all the attacking from a um, sport in KC, it's not going to be a good good look. It's not going to end up well because we've tried that before in Minnesota and it's not gone very well. Um, but um, so they decided that they needed to stretch the field. So then you bring in super sub Julio, who's freakingly fast and very well skilled dribbling wise. So he's taking on the defense and then he's spreading the defense out. And so that's creating more space for, for movement on a counter attack and more spaces for, for uh, we also like to start doing some sort of pressing. Right. And it's in one of these attacks on the wings where the ball gets played into Julio and Julio just is able to in transition, touch the ball and it goes in. Right. If I, if I remember correctly, but 
great, 1-1. One, one. And then momentum shifts. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't know if you want to talk about the next 20 minutes or so or just jump to the stoppage time. Um, but, man, this last minute, 90 seconds, this goal was amazing. This was uh, Bobby Wood. Well, yeah, we talked about this Go goal in the household. And Nubi and I, like, literally, like, for every frame that they showed, we were like, how does he hit this with the outside of his foot? Yep, as he's kind of like stomping, it's like, it's like he's stomping it on the ground. It was just Bobby Wood was like, and I'm really happy for Bobby Wood because, like, when he had his his, his uh, stint at the at the U.S. Men National, he like he delivered, right? He delivered. He's he's a, he's a decent forward, and he wanted to come back, and I was actually excited to see uh, him come back to the MLS. And man, I mean, you can't you can't and, set that up, you know? Yeah. The the key thing is here is that. And we've seen this the theme here throughout the MLS playoffs this year and previous year is like if you have a bench and you have role players coming off the bench that can be uh not so much game changers but sort of game changers in a sense like they, they can they can they can do things and they do it well. It it bodes well for your for for, for your substitution. Like you want to be able to substitute folks that have equal caliber to what your starting 11 is so that way the production does not drop off and i mean you had uh um uh, was it justin uh moran and then bobby wood and then julio all come off the bench i mean that's though that that they can that those three players can typically would would change their formation will change your your mode of attack and I was gonna... sporting kc didn't didn't i mean what who did they bring in um uh, Kyle, what is it? I forget who they brought on. But. I was just going to ask who who was the player, who was the winger that brought that ball down? Because it seemed like whoever that was just completely caught the SKSA de- defense asleep, and then all of a sudden they had to like scramble and wake up, and they left Bobby Wood wide open. But whoever that winger was to just like burn everybody, I mean that was that was just a great move to just <laughs> basically suck everybody towards him and open him up. Do you remember who that was, Rodrigo or Bridget, on the assist? That's okay. It's been a I week. I don't. I was. I was too distracted by that. That final hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's amazing, um, listeners. If you if you haven't seen it, the outside toe poke one time. I mean, it's. It honestly, like, it, it looks like it should not have gone in, like, just by pure physics. <laughs> oh, it was Rubin. But it does. Okay, there you go. He just caught him sleeping. He caught everybody napping. Oh no! I'm sorry. No, it was. Uh, it was Brody. Sorry, it was Brody. Okay. Seventy second goal was Brody. And the uh, the Bobby Wood goal was Moram. Moram. That's so there you go. So credit 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 to Moram. Meta. Man, he Meta. He got them all sleeping. I don't know how Everybody to say that. So. Maram, apparently. Maram. So anyway, two to one. The uh, dream continues, as it were, for RSLs. So they move on, and then I'll throw this one both to you two. I didn't get to see it all, but I just had to laugh the way things finished. Uh, this is the uh, Eastern semifinal here: Philadelphia and Nashville. Um, I don't know, Bridget. Do you want to take it? I so I didn't see the entire game. I turned it on just in time for like the last five minutes of overtime uh, before they went to penalty kicks. Um, I mean, first half was I was kind of watching live tweets and following along, and it seemed like a fairly even match. Um, 
you know, the usual guys making an impact, Mukhtar and Gazdag. Uh, and then the second half was just like no one could buy a goal. Uh, kind of a mess. And it got it got a little heated. It was it was a, a chippy half and especially into overtime. Um, and then things all kind of fell apart. <laughs> yeah. So so everything ends one one. That Mukhtar goal is ridiculous, by the way. It yeah. is a yeah. sweet, sweet goal. You know what's um, even sweeter was that mm. cross and assist but former loon Eric Miller. Oh, that's right, Eric yes. Miller on the assist. That's right. Yeah. Correct. Eric Miller Correct. had a good Correct. game. Like he's had a good I, I don't know how many games he's played for for Nashville these last um, six, seven games maybe, but he's been pretty – he's he's more offensive-minded in a sense. He's not totally defensive, but he had some defensive stops this game where, like, he had the ball over the bar when it was being kicked at and, you know, at the goal. But Eric Miller, I mean, I don't know. I'm Team Miller in this household. But um, <laughs> if anything, you know, it should be a um, – a sign for Nashville to extend his option and bring him back yep. for next year because he's serviceable and he he proved it. And that cross was just—I don't know—I was that was that was pretty. It was very pretty. So one-one through two extra times we go to PKs. Um, remind me, uh, Blake, right? Is the is the keeper for yep, Philly for the Union? Yeah. So yep. this dude, Jamaica's this dude, national team goalkeeper. Ah, uh, yeah. This, this guy is. I, I don't know if he's like. You said Jamaica, so now I'm thinking about Reefer. Like he's he's like he's like breathing out like some really powerful ganj or something oh, like no, that, and it's no. just it's absolutely messing with all these. He the, the, the he kickers. He got in everybody's heads, so he saves yeah. the first two. He saves the first two PKs, and then from there, including Mukhtar, right? He saves Mukhtar, yeah. who scored the goal. And then from there, like like the mind games, like I, I don't understand. Like again, it's the power of the Gons or something. Because like on Philadelphia side, they they miss one, but they put all the rest of them in. Nashville miss every single PK. Yeah, amazing. That's, that's amazing. Uh, that's, that's MLS after dark for you, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is that you know, you, the last person you send out to kick is Walker Zimmerman, and he just skies yes. it. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like big time players too, zimmerman yeah and they they were all trying to do like trying to get in his head doing the stutter steps and long run-ups and mm. all this ridiculous stuff and he just stood there like okay i mean blake <laughs> blake was what, what was his voting on the goalkeeper of the year i think he was third or fourth i think but yeah he's he's close. he's been he's been great and uh i mean his intensity this game was like he looked at his face he's like you know he's like we're not gonna lose this game literally like but he he's he's great i mean i, I wasn't sure you gonna was do real when i first saw it i was just like <laughs> this is this a joke <laughs> oh no we you were Nubi and i were like screaming at the tv after every at pk block i think because in this household we hate we hate pks like a pk shootout is just the worst thing to do and um because we experience way too many um but you know i mean it's it's, it's one of these things where like you you gotta do it, and and Philly was, was 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 lucky enough to to be able to to kind of like create an anomaly, right? <laughs> Andrew Blake created an anomaly where like all 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 the opposing players missed their, missed their opportunity. So wow, you know, Rastafari, 
don't mess with Rastafari. Um, <laughs> so there it is. Like I, to the, like the two or three Nashville supporters that listen to this podcast, I, I totally and completely apologize to you all for calling Nashville to the final. And there was, I cursed you. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Philly moves on. Um, and let's see here. So that's, uh, that sets up our, well, we'll talk about the, the conference finals in a second, I suppose here. Um, or wait a minute. Am I, am I off now? No, that's right. Right. Yeah. Conference finals. We got the other one today. Yeah. Or no. Well, are, are yeah, we going to talk right. about the you're Bruce right. arenas and the, and the New York city? FCs? Yeah. I, I, I got some MNUFC in here as well. Let's talk about, um, but you don't want to talk surprising about one. the soccer Cooligans favorite, MLS team, New York City FC. <laughs> we'll talk about them. I just want to talk and about how, and how, they, how the Peruvian scored the second goal in the playoffs. To God damn it, Rodrigo, fine, just do it. <laughs> and how they're an and how their Argentinian uh, Argentinian Golden Boot winner got a red card. Yes, keep going. Just just do the whole match. NYCFC and then you know how like you know, Bursarina um, thinks that they're. They they don't deserve the shield because, you know, they didn't play all the tough teams. Well, apparently they didn't play New York. All right, let's give the people the score. Tell them about the PKs. Let's go through all that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You actually want me to talk about this game? Yeah, I mean, oh. you, you derailed the whole thing, so you just take it away. <laughs> Do finish it off. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, books scored in the ninth minute for New England. Bruce Arenas. And then uh, Tajin Buchanan. Oh, man, that goal by Tajin Buchanan was amazing. But at that point, New York City was already down a person because um, um, Castellanos had scored, scored at the 109th minute, and then he um, got a red card at 113th. And so that whole point time, you know, like New England was just pushing, pushing, and there was a cross that went all the way. It was kind of a low cross, and then Tajin Buchanan just, Tajin just blasted it. And it was 2-2. And then we go to PKs. And, well, New England does not, does not fold well. I think it was 5-3. So, uh, Carlos Hill scored. Uh, Buxa, who scored the original goal, missed. And then it was just pretty much over after that. Um, New York City FC did not miss a goal. But my favorite celebration was the one that um, – that Alexander Kayans, after you scored that header that nobody else wanted to see, it was, it was great. You know, uh, another this number one game, though, the dust. That's yeah, that's kind yeah. of the narrative. It's just it was yeah. it was a really bad tournament for one and two seeds, which is typically yeah. not the case. And so New England bited after. I mean, all the, I gotta uh, say is regardless rec- of record points and all that good stuff. Yeah, regardless of what this MLS final will look like, there will be a Peruvian again in the MLS final. Mm-hmm. Thank you, of course. All right. So, in fact, that was the that was their semifinal, then, right? Or or quarterfinal? I forget. Everything's messed up because they started. That was, so that late. was the quarter. Thank you. The or, quarterfinal. Yeah, because Philly and New York play today. Well, right. So, quarterfinal for all around, it would have been the the semifinal for conference. There you go. That's where it gets. Oh, it makes my head hurt. Messy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks, Rodrigo. I'm backing up now. So, Minnesota United, uh, just a little bit of news here. Uh, we knew that Greg Ush was likely gone. Uh, that's no big surprise. It's just frustrating and more hashtag Heath out that this player that can play at the Euro for his national team and do big stuff, like who knows 
why he got in the doghouse with this particular coach, but like, like he doesn't have quality or whatever. I mean, we know Rodrigo's got mixed opinions and, you know, to an extent I do too, but the fact that he had like zero playing time for three quarters, three quarters of the season is just ridiculous when he could have been used. So he's gone. Yeah, I mean, I don't, maybe there's something in the contract. I have no idea, right? I have no idea. What I, I hope he goes to a Europa or, like, Champions League team and just, like, lights it up and, like... Yeah, you don't think he's going to stay in the MLS? Pulls, pulls off his jersey and it says, hashtag Heath out. It'd be amazing. <laughs> he's such a nice guy, too, at least from when from yes, when I... Yeah. So, I mean, we that's one thing. I mean, I think there's a lot of people... When the Once the list was re- released by Minnesota United of who they decided to keep and who they decided not to keep or extend offers to it was it was pretty telling of what what what's going to have to happen this short off season in order for us but, to be somewhere yeah but there's this long tradition too of cutting these players that aren't necessarily that bad and then they go on to whatever the next club is and excel well then you know then then, then we're just like an academy right we're training them to be better <laughs> yeah and then we just that's, why, that's why we don't have a development academy because the senior team <laughs> is the, the development academy <laughs> Oh, that is so painful and so accurate. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, okay, well, this is the one I think that stings a little bit more, perhaps, is um, Ethan Finley uh, going free agent. So, I mean, there there is a slight possibility, I suppose, that he's not necessarily 100% gone, but I think we're all kind of leaning to the, to the side of probably not coming back. Is that how you all feel? Yeah, I mean, he put out he put out the free agency news to typically put a little bit of pressure on the club to to make better offers, um, and yeah, I feel like he's he's an in demand guy. I mean, a utility player. He's a depth piece. He can start. Depending on the system, he can excel anywhere. He's a all around team guy. The uh, de facto spokesperson for the club despite not being captain yeah um he's he's worked his way around mls everyone knows him everyone likes to to play with him so i mean if he doesn't if he doesn't stay here he's gonna land on his feet elsewhere and be i tend to agree with that you know there was only one time i was in the locker room and like around the guys and stuff like that getting some interviews but there was no question he was the easiest to talk to and the most forthcoming to talk to um just just a super super nice guy and, and like everything he said was really relevant and like yeah really cool uh boxall would be the other one as well but between yes. the two of them like you know we'd, we'd interview like five or six players and like mostly trash four of them but those are the two we would keep because they're like actually That's, giving yeah. us concrete yeah. stuff and and those are the guys who will say like you probably want to talk about this. So I guess yeah. like, let's address this a little bit. We, here's what right. we do know. Here's what we do feel, what we exactly. think. Um, yeah. So as, I mean, most of these guys uh, from the reporting perspective, most of these guys are going to be really missed just in that sense. Uh being solid guys in in the locker room in the hallways on the pitch off the pitch at whatever event um they're the easy ones to the easy ones to work with and so yeah plus rooting, rooting for them all to do well wherever they end up yeah plus plus he brings his baby on the field so i mean 
that seems to be a big Minnesota United tradition now. It's just let the kids run wild oh, yeah. after the game. Yeah. So. It is a family club. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about Ethan exercising his option. I mean, what other teams could you see who's in the playoffs that could use them? I think, I think Nashville would be a, a great fit, right? I mean, you know, talking about teamwork ethic and counter, and that's what they want to do. It's exactly what they would would be perfect fit. I mean, who knows? You could go go back to, you could go could go back to, um, um, not Colorado, but you know, Columbus. Um, uh, and I think Colorado also has an option. You know, I, I think he like 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 Bridget said, he's his options are are are, are, are a lot. I mean, he knows people know what he can do, and he's demonstrated that here. So, so Rodrigo's putting into the universe home opener, uh, Eric Miller cross to an Ethan Finley <laughs> one time <laughs> scoring against us. <laughs> While 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 the game's being narrated by Jamie Watson, yeah. Yes. Oh man, it's, it's like so many daggers. I don't even know which one to pull out. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to uh, U.S. Women's National Team. They played a, a couple friendlies over in Australia. Um, one was a tie. One was a, a pretty impressive win, three, three nil, and then the one one tie. But I think the narrative here is on that that first match where they shut them out. This is, this is just an amazing stat. I can't even believe this thing. It is the third fastest goal at 24 seconds. I'm going to repeat that again for listeners. The third fastest at 24 seconds. Just and like miraculous. Two Incredible. people had touched that ball. <laughs> and I think Lucy touched it, like Hatch touched it, like at least twice before she was able to score that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are there any other teams that can like say something like that? Oh, yeah. Less than 30 seconds, and that's not even like my, my, the fastest goal. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I mean, like, like, I was excited to watch this game just because it was the new kids, right? And figuring out what yeah. the new kids were going to do and how they were going to, you know, respond in that sense, right? And some of the new kids didn't get to play because they were injured. But regardless, like... <laughs> this this proves the kids are all right. They'll, yeah. They'll figure I mean, out. they're going to fight. I mean... Watching Perch like literally create the goal all by herself and knock someone over <laughs> at the same time is like, ooh. Yeah. She's fierce. I remember you mentioned her last time. Like she she battles. Oh yeah. And I mean, and and then you just imagine adding key veterans to this lineup, right? I mean, like you add scores like an Alex Morgan or someone else likes to sit in the box and boom. I mean, like this set up goals for I mean it, it's it's nice to see, but who knows, right? I mean, um, I, well, the one thing I did like about these two uh, friendlies was uh, that the coach said that nobody was at risk of being, um, you know, taken down the, the list or their value on this team degraded because they were injured and couldn't play or just, just couldn't play, right? Like, it was just like, we just want to see what we could do. You guys is pretty much names I guaranteed for you know, the next friendlies or whatever. So I thought that was a great approach because that takes a lot of pressure, specifically people who are injured, who are coming yeah. in injured, um, who, uh, you know, you know, this game, it's a break, break, break or break or float. You know, they got to be able to do something. And that was great. So I thought that first game, um, I think it was, it was good in a sense, but I also saw Australia also was, 
was was playing young too in the and the two center backs that they had you know it was like literally like 17 18 year old kids who were trying to figure out but australia as soon as they get comfortable oh dear lord they're 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 great to watch i mean the balls that they had in even though it was 3-0 it could easily been 3-2 and i think that's one of the things that that um that you you want to take in this game is like this is literally two big scrimmages so you can tell what you you can you can uh debut your younger players and give them that experience and so the second game really becomes like like a chess match and for, it did for the, uh, for, for the couple millionaire listeners that are that are currently listening right now uh this this is the place where we put our pitch in for you to fund the three of us to fly to Australia next year for the World Cup to cover <laughs> it in person. So uh, please go to Patreon on the $1 million mark donation right. and uh, mm-hmm. fire away for <laughs> Rodrigo Bridget. For a million dollars. I'll send you a receipt. Yes. For a million dollars, there'll be a live streaming of a million. For a million dollars, there'll be a live streaming of me fighting some sort of marsupial in Australia. Oh, right I mean, that's probably worth like $2 million at least. <laughs> at least um let's go to okay for so for sure yesterday we had the western conference final mls uh portland rsl um what should we start here early goal five minutes uh mora puts it in from from jimmy chara just kind of a wild messy situation that landed really good for him doesn't get a good touch um i remember who the defender was that he, he, get, he gets the shot off and it goes right to the defender who kicks it right out and it goes like right back to him and he just one times it back him past I, the I, I, they, like that whole like that whole scenario was like bonkers for me mm-hmm. because like and I know everything's happening at uh at the speed of light so like reaction yeah. time is that my my reaction like is never to when when you when you reach out with your with 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 your shoot with with your foot like that and to extend it out and use the flat part of your foot to kick it out you like I know that's not gonna go very far, specifically on that. I was like, if I wanted to go far, I toe kick that thing. Or in this case, the ball was going inward. I I wait for my le- for my uh, left foot to come to my left foot and just blast the ball out. Yeah, you're speaking like, I, from the defender's perspective. Yeah, I think it's like I don't, and I think that's why he was upset because like he he had better options and it looked like he yeah. had a little bit of time, right? And so because we we we've, we've all experienced Felipe Mora and. He's he's a great pickup and he's a great depth piece. By Portland. experience, you mean tore us apart? <laughs> well, either one of those, right? I mean, you know, yes. It's, it's, I, and so, like, I think, I think, I think on, yeah, no, I think Gio is Gio has done a lot of his homework. He's last, you know, I mean, he always does his homework, but he's really done his homework on what he wants to do, like, you know, and he has the flexibility. I mean, like, let's talk about this Portland team who's suffered and suffered through injuries right i mean they lose andy bolo they lose sebastian blanco at one point right i mean um uh who else did they lose uh eric williamson right he was out but he's now beginning to do some training too i mean like they lost all those people and in august this team were were like this team sucks like your team is horrible right i mean this is the team that you know you know uh, minnesota united tore apart right i mean uh, yeah at, was it in August when they got just ra- just totally uh, run over by Seattle? Wasn't like five to one? Or yeah, six exactly. Or it was around that time. Yeah, and, then, and then they started getting the pieces back, and then it started to be a function. 
and it was one of those things where like you know they, they took a run and their death right now is like literally what they have going on for them this is that they have so many different ways that they can formulate a starting 11 you know i mean like here's here's my thing like how much would i love to have Valeri come off the bench for minnesota united i mean like, like, seriously like like you know yes he's old yes we like old people here at minnesota united apparently but have Valeri yeah. come up uh when you also need that change of pace i mean like it's it's like it's like that i would take that you know i mean i would take that you know i mean how much how, you guys know how much i love andy polo i was like how much would i like to have andy polo playing for minnesota united right to have the the that so so and and we don't and like that's been the thing about not only this season or or last season but overall there's a theme in some of the mls clubs is that they focus so much on their starting 11 that when you sub in when you need to sub in you're subbing in to maintain a lead but you don't have substitutes that can push for you to retake a lead or or really seal it out and I think that's one of the things where Portland is, is in such a great position is because they have a um, they, they have those pieces and they've proven Felipe Mora sometimes yeah. doesn't start. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have Darren Espria, who was red carded after this game. Right. So he couldn't play. Right. He's usually a starter. Right. I mean, as much as I, 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 I poke fun of an Argentinian uh, defender. Right. Um, because Argentina, Argentina is not known for defending. Right, Bravo has done a decent job. Right, he gets feisty, he gets in it, but he does a decent job. Oh, uh, I mean, you have Jimmy and you have Diego, who were just—I think this is the first time that, that Jimmy was given the opportunity to function as a ten. Right, mm-hmm. right. You still have Sebastian Blanco on the bench, <laughs> and you have Valeri on the bench. I mean, and you yeah. you bring in Moreno, who he played for Real Madrid, right, at one point. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, yeah. yeah, let's go there. So one nil halftime, right? Pretty much shortly after sixty first. Uh, you take this one because you you were Bridget because you you saw what I didn't see. But I mean, I, I just saw this this solo blast that that obviously scores. But go ahead. There's more to it. Paper rock scissors, Bridget. Let's go. a tie uh well what happens is like uh portland great audio content counter. guys well done yeah I mean, <laughs> you're welcome there's a there's a portland uh there's a there's a um what's i don't uh, i didn't want to say intercambio there's a portland steps up um uh, gets the ball back and in that in that counter the uh, moreno gets the ball and he's literally you know about 30 yards out shoots a super low ball that's going to what looks like either the corner or the post or outside the post. David Ochoa has only one thing to do. He has to make sure that that corner is covered. So he dives. Unfortunately, he dives too late. So he hits the post, hits the back of his back, and then goes into the goal. Now, to be clear, does it hit his back or his buttocks? No, his back. Okay. It was his back this time. That's back. important. Very and then his reaction is just like, oh, come on. And I'm like, that's yeah. the game you have. Sorry. Yeah, you could tell he he knew right away. He felt that go off of his back and he just laid there for a second. Like, come on. Um, it was so fast, though. Like the whole mm-hmm. the whole sequence was fast. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, they that doesn't even count as a as a shot because it was going at the post. Um so they still credited it to Moreno 
somehow. But um, yeah, that was just an insane run of luck, uh, karmic retribution, maybe. Right. Because <laughs> like you know, Ochoa oh, is, is, is Ochoa is known as as the evil, um, the evilness. He's the but he's embraced it though too. So I well, mean, I like, mean, he has to. I can't fault him for it. Like, like here's like, the thing: he's like, he's, he's he takes his... all the, ne- yeah, he takes mm-hmm. all the negative attention and and he channels it, and that's the way he motivates himself in a sense. And that's fine. Like, I don't like, like, do I think he's a great goalkeeper? I think, like, he is one of the few twenty year olds who started an MLS playoff game and had a shutout. Right? Yeah, I mean, right. like, he's he he's a talented. I think he is talented. Do I think he's seasoned veteran? No. There's no, there's lots of things that he needs to do. That dive, for example, was one of them. The he needs to be more um, just just he needs to be more commanding, right? In a sense, um, he's a great shot stopper. Like when the balls are going to come at him, he can do that. But everything else else needs needs work. And I think it's just you know. You know, sometimes you fall into the beliefs of like things are meant to be. And like you look at the two goals that Portland score. I mean, like those are not typical goals that happen. Right. Score of a goalie after back and uh, and literally have your defender give a ball away that bounces up a, a, a tackers foot that goes into the goal that you miss. Yep. Yep. So. yep. There it is. Uh, 2-0. There was a red card off of yellow accumulation by Pettet of RSL later, but it didn't really Well, I mean, at that, that point, anyway. there's all frustration. You're trying to That's do right. something and you can't. That's what I was right. And I think to, one yeah. of the, the things that I did not understand, and I don't know if uh, uh, Michael Chang was, was injured or accumulation of yellows or whatnot, but why would you change your formation and your tactics um, that worked in SKC? Bringing Julio and Maram off the bench, because um, Julio is your is, is is Julio would be our Ethan Finley in a sense, right? Yeah. And he and who and Julio got to start, and Bravo like understood what he used assignment once was just to make sure that he never beat never got beat by him, and that's what he was doing. But you want to do that like if it worked against SKC when it's like fifty minutes in, sixty minutes in, a player's already. You know, and I say tired, but they're not going to be as reactionary in the beginning of the first half. And I, I was wondering why that decision was made. Like, I would have stuck with the same thing, even if I was down one and then brought in Julio and I brought on the other stuff just to see what they can do. Brought all three of them out at the same time. Injuries were definitely a big factor. They were they were getting beat up the whole game. And still, some of them probably wanted to, you know, well, no one wants to come off in the final, um, but they needed to come off. And you could tell it was kind of a, okay, pick yourself up. We've got no one left. Like, do just get back out there and do your thing. Um, so it, I think that definitely played a role in decision-making the rest of the game. Because you couldn't just, you know, make tactical subs. It was, you know, injury substitutions rather than, that, that's valid yeah yeah I, I also think too that if if the wonder goal for moreno doesn't 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 happen like rsl was with their cross with their crosses with their set pieces they were they were getting close they were getting close to tie this game up and that's what they wanted right they wanted to go into the 60th or the 70th minute because uh statistics show that they're really good at scoring a goal anything after the 70th so and they were getting close to that and um 
unfortunately, you know, um, Moreno took it up for Colombia and just boom. There's the final 2-0. Uh, st- still a great run for, for a team that I don't, I don't think hardly anyone. I mean, boy, if you picked RSL to go this far, you should be playing the lottery like every week. Cause I know. Got some, got some superpowers. That's right. Um, so good on them for getting, getting as far as they did. But let's end it by recognizing Giovanni Savarese once again being an amazing coach. And, of course, Evergreen, uh, Minnesota United front office uh, commentary to say that they passed on him five years ago as one of the, I think, top three uh, with one Adrian Heath, who ended up winning it and said, nope, we don't want you, Gio. Go somewhere else. Let's see what you can do in five years. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's been a lot more. <laughs> Turns out. Um, all right. So today, that was the Western Conference Finals. So the representative is Portland Timbers and Mr. Savarese there. We have... New York City FC and Philadelphia playing shortly today uh, in a few hours. Uh, quickly, who do you all favor in this one? What, what, what do you think is going to happen here? I don't know. I, I think um, to me, the, the underdog pick for me would be New York City FC. I think they're playing without their, their, their golden boot, which is Dati. And, and I think that's going to be tough, but this team grind, kind of grinds it out and they find their, their ways around that. And we'll see how, what happens. I, I'm excited to, if I get to watch this game. And I think Philly has proven that they can grind out a, a, a game if they need to, but they also are, you know, in a really unique situation because uh, as of what yesterday, they still had 11 players that were under COVID protocol. And so that including starters, starters, yeah, that included starters like Bedoya and and a bunch of other folks. So who knows? Like, does Philly have the death in players to set up a team? Yes, they do. Uh, And they'll put one out there. But what kind of team it would be? Who knows? Right. All right. You got to pick one, Rodrigo. Who's 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 going? I'm going with New York City FC. That's who I'm picking for. Bridget. I was going to go Philly, but then I just saw that Ted Uncle is the referee. So let's say New York City. <laughs> oh, interesting. But, but, but if, if Jim Curtin comes out wearing uh, MLS to call up hoodie, then, it, then it's all Philly. I think, I mean, both these teams went to PKs. I think this will probably go to PKs. And I just want to see Blake start to play, you know, the amazing mind games again and just win it again. So I'm going to pick Philadelphia. Um, all right, let's do Minnesota Welso to wrap things up here on the uh, national local side, but especially very local. We had our final vote on the top three designs, uh, Arctic, Minnesota, uh, Aurora, F, is it Aurora FC? FC, right? Yes. And then uh, uh, Foxfire, Foxfire FC. Pretty sure. I didn't put them in here, but what did you all think? I mean, they're all really cool. Obviously, in this medium, we can't like show you, but you just go to their whatever social media and you can see them. Um, it was a little tricky, but all right. My take is this. I, I, I still have issues with Aurora as a name and a thing to chant because there's just, that's right. Thank you. There's, there's way too but, many vowels. But you can chant Borealis, um, Borealis, Borealis. 
And, so, and somebody suggested the uh, emphasizing the roar, a roar. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. No, you can, yeah, that, you can totally like in a corner, a roar, something like that, something like that. That that's the one for me. I think. But by the way, I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm, you can hire me to come up with chance. <laughs> As you can see, I've demonstrated. You, this is my my audition to be like, hey, yeah, you got your name. I can do it. Where do you all stand on on the three? If I'm picking Aurora, what, what how do you all feel? I've, you know, I didn't vote right away because I wanted to kind of think about it, and I still haven't because I've changed my mind a couple times. Um, I really like the crest for Aurora, and yeah, the name the name is kind of an issue. Um, my my second would have been Arctic. It's a just a clean, crisp, simple crest. It's very sharp. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um. And Foxfire, it's it's growing on me. The the angles, uh, I wasn't on the meeting where they described it as like Art Deco, and and that makes sense to me now. But looking at it at first, um, yeah, looks looks more like military specialist stripes inverted, um, and I didn't really see the the fox right away. Uh, and the way that people have talked about using that. Um, using that shape in the numbers and all the concepts that have come from that is really cool and the and the mythology behind foxfire the name is really cool so now, now that's an interesting point because aren't the, the foxfire mythology like it's it's norse if i'm not mistaken isn't that the same thing as the aurora aren't they both yes. aurora borealis yep so the so in i think it's finnish mythology the the fox's tail creates like it waved its tail and that's what created the aurora. So really we've got two auroras. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Interesting. All, All right, right. Well, this, wants to weigh in. Go ahead. This this is really controversial because at our house we were um like we were able to be present at the unveiling, but also we were like we all have different opinions. So um yeah, I'll let Nubia say something. All right. So at our house, it's where um currently Arctic is in the lead. But as I mentioned on the social media, she who gets the link makes the vote. And since the, <laughs> the shares were purchased under my name, um, at the end of the day, I think Isa Watch and I will probably make the final decision. Look, we just like the color palette a lot better. The way that the Aurora um, crest looked, um, it, it just stuck out a lot more. The more I looked at the Arctic one, which was the other one I kind of originally liked, um, it looked much more like a hockey logo and I'm sorry, we are, we don't, we live in a state where there's no polar bears, despite Rodrigo's uh, argument that just because there's a polar bear that lives at the Como Zoo, that that should mean that we should have a polar bear mascot. It's <laughs> not a polar bear that is, you know, prominent in the state of Minnesota. So, um, and we were not fans of Firefox or Foxfire. <laughs> we, I get that. <laughs> Folks like Wes from the 551 love it because he loves that Art Deco. It was not a, uh, I was not a fan of it. Um, it, it doesn't to me scream soccer crest the way that Aurora and even Arctic do. Um, my opinion, um, all of our kids disliked um, Foxfire, which was a really interesting thing because they had a split huh. opinion on the other two. That is interesting. Okay, we we need more Nubia takes for uh for some Patreon yes. and stuff. We just just give her the mic and like let her go for I like know, ten right. minutes after she <laughs> beats up on me with body pillows for. I mean that's that's actually good content too. 
<laughs> but the, the, here's the thing: it's like the, I like Arctic. Thank looks you, Dubia, like a, By the way, thank you. Yeah, uh, Arctic looks like a logo that you know, it's it's a nice logo, and I and I like, I like the sharp edges and how it plays with the letter A in Arctic, right? And then I like polar bear because I'm a big polar bear fan, and St. Paul has a polar bear at the Como Zoo. And I've always wanted Edmund Wilson to be a St. Paul team, so that pulls it up. But if you look at the Arctic logo, right, uh, and people pointed it out on the social medias, there seems to be a uh, drawing of the state of Minnesota as the ear of the polar bear. That's Yeah, people were mentioning it, and it took me a while to find it. But yeah, once you see it, you don't unsee it. And, and 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 I think Aurora is a great logo. I like the orange. I like the waves and all the other stuff. Um, and I I was an original uh, Foxfire fanatic with the name. Oh yeah, I you have really yet. Do. There it is. Sorry, I'm I'm just looking at the polar bear. <laughs> and then and then um, unfortunately, this deco looking piece does not throw me. I wanted to see a fox. Like if you would have given me the Arctic logo with the fox in it, or if you would have made their uh, borealises like waves or whatever that looks like as tails, that that would have worked for me, right? I that would have worked for me. But I, I was you know not extremely. Oh, I I think like this is a, a good logo for something else. I just don't see it as a good logo for a soccer team, and that's that's my own personal opinion. But in this household, I don't get a vote, so it doesn't really matter what I say or think. <laughs> That is a perfect. Go ahead. Between the, I really like the color of the Aurora logo, and it it made me think of um, the San Diego Loyal logo mm. a little bit, just mm-hmm. in terms of the lines uh, and the color too. Just and there's so much that you can do with that color palette when yeah. it comes to jerseys and merch signage. You know, they they probably have like secondary kits and crazy warm-ups and stuff um it seems more like versatile and fun just something totally different and yeah i'd I'd agree foxfire doesn't really look like a soccer crest which isn't necessarily a, a bad thing i mean it doesn't you don't have to have like the crest or the circle badge um yeah, I you know I I go back and forth with the the pros and cons of that of that one mm-hmm. crest and the others are growing on me. But okay, so we need to come back to this for Bridget then. So when you do make a decision, you got to break it here on the show so that we know where you landed. Um, but I'm then just uh, close my well, eyes and blindly click on and pick. Yeah, okay. yeah, and and I think that's maybe the way to end it. That's the point. Is I know we've we've been ragging on foxfire a little bit but they're all really good like the yeah right yeah decision they're great and logos everything that went into them like once you once you know like the mythology and the and the design aspects behind each one um yeah. it makes them right better and if and if you want to watch the whole process of the discussion of it like my favorite awesome thing is like ali and a team of uh, uh you know really great uh graphic designers where women were, were like dove into the idea of how they came to the process of it. And it's still only, hopefully it's in the YouTube video that they sent that was, um, but it's, it was great. Like we were sitting there and I was like, Oh, that makes sense. 
I was like, oh, yeah, the edges, the snow. I was like, oh, that's great. You know, things that if you were there, uh, uh, you were there, you'd be able to 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 really see it. Though you guys saw it better because there was a white wall and then you couldn't see anything that was being projected kind of sense. But regardless, like I thought, you know, these are really great logos, right? Yeah. And the fact that we are talking about logos gets me really excited because this, you know, we didn't think this is going to be a reality. Yeah. We've been talking about this for like, I don't know, before Minnesota Football Show, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we always wow. wanted to, and the only option was the... Um, the women's league that we have here that you know it's it's not the not the greatest right and then here we go right um you know we we thought uh minneapolis city might will be will be doing something to that realms and perhaps they will be right um but we we have we got proposed with this idea of of being team owners right and it's just like overshot and to the point where people might be putting on a wait list type of thing. They raised all their money that they could, right? Um, and, and that's what's going I'm, to happen, right? I mean, like, that's I'm awesome. If, yeah, I, I, I passed this on bef- before I uh, pieced out from Twitter. I, I let uh, the Burn It All Down crew know. They weren't even aware of this. And I, I think I'm curious if, if Brenda and Shereen got in on it because I know they were both very, very excited by the idea and the concept. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's people getting. from from all over the country and and i think a few like international people who are like yeah. yes awesome let's get in on this yeah. right i mean uh, you, so the, the support is is insane right to raise a million dollars that's right all right well we'll keep everybody updated as as it uh, pans out and bridget will let us know where she lands that's that's the big one <laughs> everybody's waiting bridget <laughs> on our toes uh but let's take a break and we'll wrap up with some internationals Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. It's international news time and updates. Um, and we will start with um let's 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 start down in uh the biggest country in uh south america take it away eric yeah Serie B finished up um last week as we mentioned the guys sports club were already through so i i wasn't sweating very much um at all actually which is very very nice um but there was this slight possibility they were in third that they could even jump to second and you know when you get a little bit of luck, you get a little bit of luck. Um, Curitiba ends up losing, so they stay at 64 points. Um, Goyaz is playing Bruski, and I know Rodrigo is saying, talking about beer with Bruski. It's not actually spelled the same way Bruschi. at all, Bruski. Yeah, it's a town in Santa Catarina, actually not too far away from oh, really? where I go with, with my family in Florida. Okay. In yep. If do you've they ever have heard a, of the Blue Man. Do, do they have a brewery? I would imagine it would make sense, right? I mean, it's it that whole area is mostly German immigrants, so I, I would really imagine. they're not they're not too far from Blumenau, which is like right. the most German city. This sounds like a in, plot to a X Men movie that never got made. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was actually going to mention that, but yes, correct. There's definitely some of that as well. Um, nonetheless, Bruski, 
Uh, they actually had the lead on them two to one up until the 79th. And uh, Apoji scores for Goyas to tie it 2-2. So with the tie, they actually get to jump Curitiba and they finish the league in second place right before the one we already knew, Botafogo. So kind of cool that uh, the two teams that were dropped last time are, are back in at Serie A and Brasileiro as one and two. That's awesome. awesome. It is so awesome. So here's, here's my question. Since we're talking about um, top teams in Serie B, mm-hmm. like – What, from your point of view, or from what you may read, uh, what are, uh, uh, how old is Elvis someone who's going to get shopped around? I mean, or is he's just too old. He's probably at the edge. I think he's like 30 or 31. So, yeah. probably a little too old, but nonetheless, he's probably got two or three years left, I would imagine. Okay. I'm, I, I think what I was thinking is, I mean, this probably won't happen. I hope it almost doesn't because he's probably aging out for what we're looking for from Minnesota. But as an understudy to Reynoso, that could be a possibility just to have a backup 10 if he gets really beat up. You know what I mean? Mm. That would be a possibility. Yeah, because the the things that are working with Navarro Watch are just, you know, like we, we had the discussion earlier. It's like now that they're now they're going to be a Serie A team, that they're yeah, that the prices and negotiations are going to go differently, right? Correct. And the $1.5 million, dollars, I think that they were asking to, or were, were close to agreement and got denied by rumors is now probably increased four times that just to imagine. be able to, and probably if we get Navarro, it'll be an alone type of thing. Maybe, uh, yeah. But yeah, who knows? I mean, you know, it'd be helpful because we only have one forward <laughs> in our lineup at the moment. No kidding. And uh, even though people think Lude is a is a is a good forward, and yes, Lude scores goals, but he should not be our forward. He was only yeah. there because we didn't have anyone. So. Right, and there are other options there as well too. I mean, I I know the idea of of Navajo was pretty amazing because he was like 21 or 20 or 21, I can't remember, and he he won a bunch of awards as the Serie B attacker, assist maker. I mean, he was all over the place. But having said that, you know, you look at these top four teams, Goyas, Curitiba, Avaí. there's decent strikers in there that maybe aren't up to his caliber, but are definitely above uh, whatever is currently at Minnesota United. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe I mean, we only have one. In the we only have one. I know. One, one I forward, know. So. That's my point. Exactly. It's just kind of like I'll take like, I'll take a city. Like Bridget Bay. was saying, clo- close your eyes and pick one of the lows. Just kind of like close <laughs> your eyes and pick a forward in city of Bay and they'll be, you know, a top striker in MLS. <laughs> Which so. which could be true. I think you, I, I think that's that's something that you, that you do. I mean, like, look, look, we we signed a, I don't want to say washed up because I'm still a big fan of Juan Chope, but we signed Juan Chope, right? And he was still willing to outscore the majority of our second starting forwards or our substitutes. Yep. With two teams, like he played on two teams, he was still willing able to outscore them. I was like, yep. Yep. Like, so and, like and a 30 year old person can score in this league. There's no problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and when you're working with some of these, these teams that don't have the budgets or the expectations of your Flamengos, Corinthians, Palmeiras, whatever, you, you know, the deals you can make are probably much more realistic from the financial side of things with, with somebody like Minnesota United, you know, you, you can make that offer of, maybe even under a million or whatever it is. because they're just like, wow, you're going to pay me that much in dollars. 
to not play in the second division. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go freeze my butt off and make five times what I'm making. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you would hope so. I hope they get to talk to Ibsen, like someone. Hiring. I wonder how, how connected Ibsen is to some of these phone calls or like these recruiting trips or whatnot or scouting. It'd be funny because you know he doesn't like Adrian Heath and there's yeah, a, and disliked him. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of if, if there's any. But regardless, yeah. I think that's a that that's a good idea. I think you know Serie B. I mean Brazil creates some of the most talented players, and Serie B players would would not balk at a chance of going to go play uh, somewhere else, even if it's cold for guaranteed money, right? Because a lot of Teams having, having said that, Minnesota, please don't poach my entire Goyas team right now because I at least want them to stay alive. Let's poach them. Yeah. Poach them. You know who, who know who also still available? Uh, who's that? Uh, Totina Marilla. Mm. There you go. I think go. unless unless uh, his club asked uh, signed him back, but I might. But I thought he was still available. So. If anything, um, you know, if you have Unu and Totin, I'd be happy with those two, st- two, two strikers. How old is, is Totin right now? Thirties uh, or late twenties, probably. Right, I think so. Let's um, talk amongst yourself, okay. and then I'll give you a guy. Yeah, I, I was going to do some quick Liga Miyakis. Um, we got uh, Tigres. They're doing their quarterfinal right now, actually. And, well, at this point, it may have passed, but they were doing their quarterfinal. Um, Tigres and Santos. Uh, 2-2 aggregate. Tigres move on with the way. Uh, and then we had Leon and Puebla. And it was a 2-0 win this last match. So Leon goes through 3-2 on aggregate. Um, World Cup qualifying internet, intercontinental playoffs. We don't exactly know yet, but the, the picture is kind of starting to, to move a little bit. Um, and what's, what's interesting is it, it rotates who plays who. So we, we kind of have a we had the rotation here. So this, this time around, CONCACAF will be faced off against Oceania, which will more than likely be New Zealand. I think we can say with a pretty cert, pretty uh, high degree of certainty there. Um, number four in CONCACAF is right now Panama. That could, of course, change. We know things are still moving there. And then on the other side, you're going to have CONMEBOL versus the Asian Confederation, AFC. So at this moment right now, that would be Rodrigo's Peru versus either Australia or UAE that are that are currently tied on points right now for that fifth AFC spot. Again, those could also fluctuate. Oh man. That's kind of where we are. Yeah. Are, I mean, are you it, a little nervous about an Australia match? No, because we played them in, mm. in the World Cup and we beat them. Okay. So but I mean UAE UAE too, like the, the no, I, I, I'm just all the cash I was going to say they've, they've got all the Brazilian and Argentine ringers right. that are again, like in their thirties, but they're making like, you know, $10 million. Over yeah. there. No, my, my thing is if, if it does happen, right. If we play Australia, um, that when we go to Australia, you know, we score some points, we score some goals. Right. But I don't know if Australia is ready for the treatment that the Kiwis had to go through when they came to Peru for the last, last uh, home match for qualifying the world cup. You guys remember all the shenanigans that the Peruvians did for them? Somewhat, yeah. Remind, please. Um, military planes were flown over their hotel. Oh yes, now I do. I remember you texting talking about this on the show. Um, we're back. We're then, back in the studio. Right, right. And then I think uh, fireworks were displayed throughout the end of the time. Yeah, like nobody got any sleep. <laughs> yep. Like they literally, like I'm. They, they try to get them lost a couple of times when they were looking for directions. It's like, 
Like, if 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 Peru gets to do this and they get to host the second game, then that's going to be, you know, a, the dirtiest thing and the most comable thing you'll ever see in your life. Amazing. Again. Um, Messi, Messi news. He he won his seventh Ballon d'Or. I'm just kind of curious on on your take, esteemed co-host. There's there's a lot of I don't know about controversy, but the thing was Lewandowski had like this amazing season of like 40 some goals and did all this amazing stuff. And he's you know he's clearly in his early 30s and likely done soon. So there was this thing of it should have been Lewandowski. And then I guess the the drama of Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, having to like be himself and wade into it when he could have just been quiet and just, yeah, basically questioned the whole situation, but I don't know. It's more messy, but what do you all think? How, where do you land? In it? Mean, Was it deserved? Go ahead, Bridget. Even Messi questioned it. He's mentioned a couple of times that like could have, should have been Lewandowski. Um, and Did he actually week, say that? Last, he admitted that? Well, I, th- I think he said it more in terms of last season, mm. um, but like he knows that it's you know between the two of them but it probably would have been Lewandowski um interesting yeah I think I mean I I guess I understand knowing how having some idea how things work over there uh that they would just give it to him because he's I mean Lewandowski's coming up on you know he's probably got a couple more seasons uh Messi definitely they're like the same age but I think Messi is a bit a bit ahead in that in that uh realm um so I mean it, they gave him one more trophy uh to, yeah. to walk off into the yeah. sunset more <laughs> more door stops for all his like two or three different houses yeah. <laughs> no here's the thing that I the, the one thing that I think Messi had that was like one of the biggest things that he was able to get up his back is to finally win a trophy with the Argentinian national team. I mean, that, that probably oh, played into it. And I think that's yeah. probably the reason that he got it literally. Like, I know it's not fair. And like, we had this conversation at my house, me and Numia were yelling at each other because like, I'm a big Lee white fan. We were big Lee white where, where, um, we're Bayern Munich fans in this house. And so like, we seen Lee white, we watched Lee white, Lee white deserves like, that and people will put stats against stats and stats against stats against Messi in this season and whatnot. But if Messi just does not win a Copa America, I don't think he gets it. That's that makes sense. That was that was such a big moment and recognized like worldwide as such a huge moment. Whereas Lewandowski, I mean, he doesn't get the the same press that Messi gets. So. Yeah, true, true. Um, on the EPL side, Bridget, this is yours. Uh, Merseyside beatdown is what the, uh, the 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 headline here is. Uh, Liverpool four, Everton one. Not much of a match. No, I mean Everton's down in sixteenth uh, place right now. Um, yeah, it was it was another matter of you know all the guys showing up and doing what doing what they should be able to do i was i was at work uh when they the number of weekday like day games is kind of driving me nuts um but yeah watch watching the live tweets like their everton really wasn't doing a whole lot and the, the goal they scored was good uh 
that was really their only bright moment. Um, yeah, it was it was weird, and that's the Merseyside Derby is one of my favorites to watch, uh, just because of like the atmosphere and. I mean, even watching on TV at a, you know, different time zone, um, the atmosphere of that game is always just so intense and so great. And this was kind of a, like a, okay, whatever. Want another one. Cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. They look pretty awesome. I, I just love, there, there's a video at the very end of, of Klopp doing his thing with the crowd. And like, every time he does the punch, <laughs> The, the, the crowd screams. I mean, oh, it's just, I love that guy so much. What an amazing coach. What an amazing coach. Um, back to Brasileirão. This time, uh, Serie A, Brasileirão. Uh, there's a few more matches to spare, two matches to spare, but nobody's catching Galo, the Atlético Mineiro. They have won. They were crowned champions with a 3-2 to two win over Bahia. So congratulations to them. This is, uh, oh, I didn't put it in here, but it was like their first time in, Gosh, I want to say like 50 years, 45. It's been a really long time since they've they've won the league. So good on them. Uh, led by a name that you all will recognize, the incredible Huki, incredible Huki, who used to play for Porto and went somewhere in, uh, where did he go, Russia? I don't remember. He was all over the place in Europe, but went back to Brazil and led this team to the championship in Brasileiro. So good on them. And then the, the other story here is Grêmio who beat Sao Paulo 3-0. Grêmio, for those that don't know, again, one of these legendary Brazilian teams that I know Rodrigo is quite familiar with, um, they're actually in a relegation battle. So we talk about Botafogo being dropped. Uh, Cruzeiro is another one of these huge names. They are still stuck in Serie B. Um, it's, it's the parody in, in Brasileiro is very different than it was five, 10 years ago. So to the point where you have another one of these legendary teams that might drop, um, they're still below that line, but again, two matches to spare. And in this particular one, they play Sao Paulo. And I think maybe you guys saw the uh, the video. I put it up on the IG. Just this unbelievable midfield chip. Um, it, the ball gets squirted out and it takes one bounce. And it just barely crosses midfield like it's still in the center, center circle. And dude just one times it and skies it all the way over the goalie. It is phenomenal. Amazing goal to was, watch. Was great, Amazing yeah. goal to watch. What so, does, I mean, does Grêmio does Grêmio need to win the last two games to avoid, or yes. can they? Okay, they have um, to. Win. Maybe I have to look at the numbers again. Maybe a win and a tie, but I mean, two wins would solidify it. Yeah. So, but if they keep pulling like you know rabbits out of a hat like that, they're gonna be okay. <laughs> just it's it's worth going back and seeing because I I put it up twice because it's you just don't see that kind of a goal. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, let's see what else we got. More EPL stuff here. Oh, I mostly put this in there for you, Bridget. With Chelsea loses to West Ham 3-2. to two, And then with Liverpool winning over the Wolves 1-0. Uh, kind of helps Liverpool stay in the top two. Uh, what did I put yeah, here? West I mean, Ham 4. One, Go ahead. Back. Just one point back from Man City now. That's what it is. Exactly. 35 to 34 it's it's still really close up top i mean chelsea's at 33 west ham's in fourth with 27 tottenham with 25 yep. it's it's like one and two point spreads yeah. in the in the top 10 um hey bridges just, it's a good race Very who's good at race. who's at 19 
Newcastle. Thank you. Ten points. Thank Tied. you. Take. We're no longer on the bottom once again. We <laughs> actually worry, won a game. We the, actually won a game. The, the human rights tyrants are coming, bud. I know. I know. I'm trying to just, you know, just not be at the bottom right now. I mean, Newcastle wins. Yay. And, like, they avoided, you know, I think they had a losing streak, one of the largest losing streaks. I think the largest losing streak in the EPL is, like, 17 games. We were at 14. And I was maybe, like, oh, boy. Maybe the uh, the – Saudis will buy uh, Rafael Navajo his own private island or something like that. No and he'll, and he'll go, he'll go play for, for Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see a different. I just don't want to be relegated. That's all. I can care less about what we do, what we're doing. I mean, you know, what was Bruce doing, right? I mean, nothing really, you know. <laughs> I mean, this, this season has just been like weird all around. I mean, any league, things are a mm-hmm. little bizarre. I mean, talking hey. about the, the Merseyside Derby where yeah. 4-1 to Everton and then yesterday they turn around and they, they go to Wolverhampton and it's a 1-0 win to over Wolves. And that was literally a last-minute goal. That's kind of Wolves' thing though, right? They love those upsets. Yeah, yeah. They Well, Liverpool won, but... Yeah, right, but I mean, they, make, keep, keeping it interesting. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we and even if we were to lose a game, like I would, I'd take a loss to Wolves. Like they're, it's a fun game to watch, and you know, you go from the from the Everton mess uh, to that game, and at first, I'm, it, you know, I I think sometimes like yeah, you know, I'll have it on in the background, just like have it on for fun, catch catch a couple moments. Um, I got sucked into that one, and it was a just a insane match. Last minute goal, one 0 win, and Wolves are in eighth place right now. Which a couple of years ago, thinking about like Wolves, Everton, yeah, <laughs> positions would have been flipped. Um, just a kind of a bizarre year when you pull up the standings and kind of see who's. Who has landed where? Well said. I, I, I was just digging into something here. Um, speaking of weirdness across all the leagues, uh, a good way to end here. Uh, Barcelona once again lose to this time to Real Betis 1 0. Real Betis, in fact, in number three Champions League contention right now. <laughs> Barcelona out of even Europa League currently in seventh, which is kind of an incredible thing to say. Yeah. And we, we didn't mention this last time, but Xavi, as we all expected, was named as the as the Barca head coach. So homeboy still has a lot of work to do, clearly. <laughs> and, and I think they did they lose or tie their champions last time. I, I can't remember. I don't think it went very well. So anyway, a lot of work to be done there. Rodrigo, do you remember on that last champions? I, I can actually pull it up. I know I had it in the notes. Is it true that, uh, that? Cavani may actually go to Barca? Because if that happens... Uh, oh, they tied. So, so Barcelona and Benfica tied in their last champions. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah but because if that happens, I might start watching La Liga just for that reason. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I would imagine that there's tons of players that would love to play for him. It's just a matter of... I mean, he got a big mess to clean up. Yeah, and that means probably Sir, Sir Gino Des is out. If they bring it in... You think so? They, 
Well, in order to like afford someone like a striker or like someone who's, you know, you're looking at, you know, I don't know, a hundred million dollar contract, maybe, right? 80 million contract. You have to give it to folks because their books are not still, they're still like in the red, regardless of where they are. That's a whole nother mess, whole nother disaster. So that's, that's like, if you bring someone big or someone who can do something, right? That's what what do you uh, think about? Yeah. Are there any likes to this rumor of uh, Pulisic, like dashed out Pulisic in? It's all money, I think. I mean, that'd be kind of that'd be. I mean, it'd I be mean, cool. It'd be cool. Yeah. Like, like, like the like the soccer thinking, fan like, in there. You're like, wants. that's cool. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. That yeah. probably the first American playing for Barcelona, right? Yeah. right. No, no, actually, she would like this. Yeah, no, but they would. Yeah, yeah. You know but what they I mean? Would like though. start yeah. and be, I do. Yeah. They would start and be like a central focus. Yeah, right. I mean, it's possible, but at the same time, it's it's like it's, I, we don't know nothing about Barca's financials, like. That's why I keep thinking that, you know, they could put these heavy price tags on their prospects that they have just so, like, if they happen to be selling their team. Like, I think, I think honestly, Barcelona's hoping that people buy their players. They just want to get, they just want to start fresh and want to be able to be on the, and, and not, not be negative, not be in the red. Because once that's figured out, then they can start doing whatever they want to. So that might be, I don't know, two or three seasons where, like, Barcelona sucks. Uh, I mean, but if it, to, to think that they won't even qualify, not just for champions, but even Europa, I mean, that's that hurts, man. That's painful. It is, but, I mean, you, you think all the other things that Barcelona is able to achieve while, while, while uh, all the other things, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's... it's bound to happen you know we all knew this was going to happen there's going to have to be a deep dive and i don't see a deeper dive than having to sell like all the major players and like or all your academy players that you've invested time in that you're going to have to sell them to someone and then and have a a high high price tag or just to be able to break even some sort of thing like what are they in debt like a billion dollars or more something like that yeah something it's bad yeah really bad well, there you go. You know what's not bad, listeners? Supporting the Minnesota Football Show on Patreon. <laughs> like that one? <laughs> Slid it right in. Nice. Patreon.com backslash MN Football Show for bonus content and all the other good stuff. And uh, I think we'll wrap it up there unless you all have anything else. Uh, there you go, Bridget. Um, what do I have? We'll, we'll watch anything? the Eastern Conference Final here in a little bit and talk about it next week. And then right, it'd be, MLS it'd be Cup is coming. It's in bunny ears, right? For you? Bunny ears. Yes. Yeah, okay. ABC. ABC. Woo-hoo. I was just mad that that I couldn't find a channel to watch the women's uh Super League Championship final. I really wanted to watch Sam Kerr win those chips. You seen the you seen the clips for that? I put it up. Uh, yes. Yes. It's awesome. Ah, uh, so mad. Yeah. So mad. Oh, I forgot to So what what was the actual final there? I mean, I know I know they I think won, it was 2 nothing. Well, yeah. 2 nothing. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Cool. So. All right, Rodrigo and Bridget, thank you as always. Listeners, thank you as well. Yeah. Um, if, so yeah, next rem- week we'll probably be talking about is is MLS Cup next Sunday week, yeah, or the yeah, next week Sunday? Yeah, next Saturday. Saturday, okay. So okay, we will so be, we talking. Won't be talking about it. There you go. Yeah. Yep. All right. If I remember the uh, the falling oppressive whiteness song that I was singing earlier, I'll put it in the Patreon. Perfect. But I don't. But, I, I don't please I don't, I don't please have Nubia screaming at you in the background. That's yes. also required. 
<laughs> I don't want to share my shares with her. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Atesha, see ya. Bye-bye. Bye bye.